If you can't trust God, who can you trust? Start off right there. Well, before you say amen, um, maybe I'll listen to the sermon first. Okay? <laughs> now, I want to say this as well. As I told you this morning, me and Brother Jonathan, we kind of brainstorm all the time. And, you know, we've been trying to advertise a church. And what makes us special? Is Union Baptist Temple just another church? No, we're a Baptist church. That means we believe in baptism after a person is born again. Okay? And then we believe that a person should be baptized immediately or as soon as possible after they're born again. Bunch of nonsense. These churches want to, you know, interrogate people like the Nazis, you know, uh, find out if they're truly saved. There's no way that they can, they can know that. We baptize people in profession of faith. But then there are all kinds of independent Baptist churches around, a lot of them in Franklin County. Well, I don't think that they are. I think, and I'm just saying this, and I'm not saying it to be spiteful. I mean, it's Union Baptist Temple. It's our church family tonight. Union Baptist Temple is unique. I believe we're the only church in this county that really believes the Bible is the word of God. Having said that, here's a fellow right here. This guy I want you to listen to in just a second. His name is Neil deGrasse Tyson. He is a visible opponent of the Bible Earth model. So I want you to listen right here you nothing about science, to what he said. you read, say, the Bible, the Old Testament, which in Genesis is an account of nature. That's, that's what that is. And I said to you, give me your description of the natural world based only on this. You would say the world was created in six days and that stars are just little points of light, much lesser than the sun. In fact, they can fall out of the sky. You're one of the signs that yeah. the second coming is that the stars will fall out of the sky and land on Earth. So even write that means you don't know what those things are. You have no concept of what the actual universe is. So everybody who tried to make proclamations about the physical universe based on Bible passages got the wrong answer. So what happened was when science discovers things and you want to stay religious, or you want to continue to believe that the Bible is, is unerring, what you would do is you would say, well, let me go back to the Bible and reinterpret it. Then you say things like, oh, they didn't really mean that literally. They meant that figuratively. So this whole sort of reinterpretation of the, how figurative the poetic passages of the Bible are came after science showed that this is not how things unfolded. If it's all poetic, as he says, and it doesn't mean what God says, words have meaning, if it doesn't mean what it says that it means, then how can anybody know what the truth is? If we're at liberty to change it, friend, any jot, any tittle, move it, change it, add to it, or take away from it, then the final authority is not the word of God that you become the final authority and truth is subject to how you interpret the word of God. I reject that wholeheartedly. I think that that is the very foundation of liberalism. I think that's exactly what it is. Said, he said when science discovers something and it conflicts with the Bible, then what the Christians do is they change the Bible and say it doesn't mean what it says, it meant something else. It's all figurative, it's all poetic. Okay? And he's exactly right. But I mean, as, as, the, as, as far as the way Christians interpret the Bible now. And so my question is, if it's all poetic and it doesn't mean what it says, then how do we know that God created the earth in six literal 24-hour days? How do we know that God created Adam and Eve? How do we know that Cain had a wife? How do you know that Jesus was born, after all, uh, virgin born? After all, could that not have been figurative as well? 
How do you know that he rose from the dead? Like the Jehovah's Witnesses say, well, that's figurative. We're doing the exact same thing that Jehovah's Witnesses are doing. In fact, it was Christians that taught the Jehovah's Witnesses to mutilate the word of God, as far as I'm concerned. As far as I'm concerned. Because all they're doing is what Christians have been doing for a very long time. And uh, that's a serious problem. If you take liberties with the Bible, then why can't everybody take liberties with the Bible? Now, I'm going to give you just a sampling of what NASA says. NASA, not a space agency. That's what it is. I'm telling you, it is not a space agency because there is no space. As we get further away from Earth, we'll pass through the Van Allen belts, an area of dangerous radiation. Radiation like this can harm the guidance systems, onboard computers, or other electronics on a ride. Naturally, we have to pass through this danger zone twice, once up and once back. But Orion has protection. Shielding will be put to the test as the vehicle cuts through the waves of radiation. Sensors aboard will record radiation levels for scientists to study. We must solve these challenges before we send people through this region of space. The shot is compiled from data from NASA's VIRS instrument, which orbits the Earth about every 100 minutes taking measurements of light coming off the planet. That can be translated into ribbons of imagery like this, and then into one of these. It's primarily taking data and making pictures out of it? That's what this is, a composite of data sets from several different instruments translated into a picture. The, to us, the really cool thing was the data set. Up until that point, there was no realistic color map of the globe anywhere. So the land layer here comes from the moderate resolution imaging spectral radiometer aboard Terra. And the tricky part here was the weather. So we actually had to take clouds out. They stashed the clouds for later, went onto the ocean. That came from an instrument that measures phytoplankton in the sea. Where it was low, I colored it dark blue because they're low mostly in mid-oceans. And then where it's a little bit higher, it was like a little bit brighter green. Then add the clouds back in. There's a small problem with it because there's a very slight gap in between each orbit. So some of those are painted on. It is Photoshop, but it's it has to be. Then? There was another layer to sort of simulate the atmosphere. And then there's this little bright spot. It's called the specular highlight. So it's the reflection of sunlight off of the water. Those are the pieces, but you can't just slap them all together. It just didn't look realistic. It looks kind of flat, or the clouds are sort of too see-through. So I just take Command Z a lot. There's artistry to creating the world. What I imagine it to be. Um, unfortunately, I'm not an astronaut. <laughs> I've never been to space. For over 50 years, NASA worked closely with artists and creative leaders like Walt Disney and Norman Rockwell to help shape the stories of spaceflight. It's the same legacy today, just with more advanced scientific understanding and better tools to imagine what far-off worlds might look like if we could visit them. <laughs> Go to the moon in a nanosecond. 
Uh, the problem is we don't have the technology to do that anymore. We used to, but we uh, destroyed that technology, and it's a painful process to build it back again. If you believe that, I'm sorry, there's nothing I can do to help you. I mean, here is a man that is saying, we went to the moon 50 years ago when the president talked to Neil Armstrong on the moon with a rotary phone, okay? And then he says, well, I'd go back to the moon in a nanosecond, but we don't have the technology to do that. We destroyed all of that. Did you hear where he said all the photos, they were photoshopped? But they have to be. That's what he said. I mean, I can't, you know, when I first saw this, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. But they admit it. And there's so many others. I would encourage you to look at it yourself. There's so much more. You can see where it's photoshopped right there. Did you hear where he said, I just hit Command-Z? Command-Z all the time? Well, he means cut and paste, cut and paste. You can see right here, the clouds cut and pasted right in. To make it look, as he said, just the way I, did you hear him? Imagine it to be. These are NASA people who said that. They themselves said that. Don't buy the disinformation. Don't buy into it. Now, um, now this is what we hear all the time. Where's the edge? You're not going to fall off the edge. God told us in Job where the edge was. He says the edge cannot be measured. That's the first thing he said. But then he said, well, everybody would sail off the end of the earth. Well, that's why there is an ice wall that God speaks about. This ice wall keeps the oceans in. And you can see that right there this is disinformation is what it is it would be more and i'm not saying that the earth looks like this but i am saying that it looks a lot more like this than it is a ball spinning through space at an ungodly speed and all it is doing is it is feeding in and playing into the hands of the evolution and the big bang theory that's all that it is okay I believe exactly what God said. God says the earth is stationary. It cannot be moved. That's what I believe. I don't care what NASA says. I, I don't care. Um, I believe the Bible. Most people do not. Um, they just, they don't. And when it comes right down to it, their God is science. They're going to believe and have faith and trust in the God of science. Well, not me, dear friend. Now, some Christians, they may want to say, well, I'm not going to say anything about it because I don't want people to think that I'm dumb. I'll be a fool for Christ, brother. I'll be a fool for Christ, but I'm going to stand with Christ. I'm standing with Christ, okay? Now, of course, and we'll see this in just a few minutes. I'm not going to be able to show you all the verses, but this is according, this picture right here is according to, and I'm not saying it looks exactly like this, but I'm saying it looks much like this. With the corners, the circle of the earth, you can see it all right there. Also, Genesis chapter number 1. This is what it looks like according to the firmament. If you believe NASA, then you do not believe the Bible. It's as simple as that. They are miles apart. There is nothing similar between the two. Nothing at all. In Genesis chapter 1, verse number 1, God created the heaven for a place to put the earth. And the Bible says the earth was without form and void and divided the darkness from the light. And evening and morning were the first day. On the second day, God created the firmament. Now, if you believe NASA, you do not believe in a firmament. You're right there calling God a liar. Now, you may not be doing that on purpose, but that's what is happening. Because it comes in direct conflict with the word of God. 
It's a firmament. And God placed the firmament um, in the sky to divide the waters from the waters. In other words, have waters above and waters below. And, um, and then that was on the second day. On the first day, he divides day and night. He created the light and divided it from the darkness. On the second day, he created a firmament to divide the waters from the waters. On the third day, God divided the waters under the firmament and dry land appeared. Now he is focusing on under the firmament. On the third day, God divided the waters under the firmament and the dry land appeared. And also on that day, he filled the earth with vegetation. Then on the fourth day, it gets real interesting because on the fourth day, God made two great lights and one to rule the day and one to rule the night, the sun and the moon. And the Bible says he made the stars also. Now, how does anybody make sense of this on a spinning globe? The Bible says that God made the sun, the moon, and the stars, and he put them inside of the firmament. Just like if you were to go inside of a tent, or you go to inside of a house, or inside of the church right now, God put the firmament, a canopy, God put the firmament, a firm, vaulted dome over the earth to divide the waters above from the waters below. Back in the 19, late 50s, um, with Operation Dominic and Operation Fishbowl. They sent nuclear rockets up there to try to blast through it, and they could not. Just look it up. It's there. Um, Operation Dominic to penetrate the dome. It could not be penetrated. That's because God put it there. And uh, it divides the waters from the waters, and then God focused on the waters from below. And then he divided the waters from the waters. He brought all the waters into one place. That's a sermon in and of itself. And dry land appeared. So the way the shape of the earth is now is not the way that it was then. But then the Bible says he made the sun, the moon, and the stars, and he put them inside of the firmament. And there is no getting out of the firmament. And uh, that means that there's no outer space. There is no outer space. There are no galaxies billions and trillions of light years away. But um, anyway, I'll show you more about that in just a, a minute. But this would be a good representation of the firmament right here, okay? And the sun, moon, and the stars inside of the firmament. Now, uh, when God says you cannot measure the length, the breadth, you cannot measure the earth, you cannot measure the sky, it cannot be measured, um, I believe that the can't prove this right here because nobody's allowed to go over the ice wall. Nobody's allowed to penetrate it. Admiral Byrd did, and he said, I went far enough in where I saw other land. That's what Admiral Byrd said, okay? Way out there, okay? And so this is kind of exaggerated just a little bit to give you an idea that the ice wall is kind of like that. And then you get up and over the ice wall, there's a whole lot more earth. That's why no matter how, how high you go in an airplane, how high you go in a weather balloon, you go 1,000 feet, 10,000 feet, the horizon always rises with you to eye level, always does. You look out straight and you see the horizon at a distance because it cannot be measured as the scriptures say. Anyway, um, there's another picture of it right there, but nobody has really went any further than just that right there. That is what keeps the waters in and uh, that is what gives us what we have today, our earth. But nobody has went very far in. Now, basically, there's 70 or 80 countries that have made a treaty that says, leave Antarctica alone. And the reason for that, there's ulterior reasons for that. Nobody's allowed to go and penetrate uh, real, true Antarctica or up over the ice wall. 
There's another picture of the ice wall. You can look them up for yourself. It goes all the way around um, down there, what we would call Antarctica right there. All right? Now, I don't believe that the earth is spinning through space and it's a ball wobbling on an axe. I don't believe any of that junk. Why? Because the Bible says the earth cannot move. That's what the Bible says. You either believe it or you don't. Now, my question to the skeptic would be, if, and I'll show you these verses in a few minutes. If God said it, when you answer to God, what are you going to say? You believe NASA when I told you in my infallible, infallible book that you believe NASA over me? All right? How can we call ourselves a Christian and followers of Christ if we don't believe the Bible, his book, to guide us? We've done this hundreds of times, but that has never, ever been done. Going, certain navigating it around and under the South Pole and over the North Pole. It's never, ever been done. Now, here's, this is just a fact, okay? Airplanes traveling at 500 miles an hour, if the Earth was, as scientists say, they have measured it, 25,000, by the way, they can't do that. God said it cannot be measured. But here they're telling us that it's 25,000 miles circumference or about 4,000 miles to the radius or to the center. If they're telling us that, then what I'm hearing is that if a plane is flying 500 miles an hour, then it's going to have to dip. Listen, it's going to have to uh, dip its nose down every, every two minutes to prevent from flying into space. Because that's what would happen. And gyroscopes don't lie. Here's basically a picture. You see the sun inside the firmament. firmament. You see the moon inside the firmament. Just as the Bible says. Inside the firmament. We're not getting on the outside of the firmament. God said space is not for man. The earth is for man. God said that. Okay? All right? And then you see the clouds. And then you see the stars. He made them all. And he placed them all inside the firmament. And the Bible says the sun has a circuit. Sixty-seven times the Bible says the sun moves. Not one time does the Bible say the earth moves. Not one time does it say that. And God says it cannot be moved. And God says in the very last days, I will be the one that will shake the heavens and shake the foundation of the earth and move it out of its place. Brother, I'm telling you, the Bible says the whole world lieth in wickedness. The whole world lieth in darkness because the God of this world has blinded their eyes. Well, well this kind of comes into play. And I wanted to mention this for just a second. People says, well, I see the sun setting. Yes, you do. You see the sun setting. But then science will come around and say it just looks like it's setting. It's the earth is spinning and therefore it's, it, it lo just looks like it's setting. No. This is what Joshua said. Sun, stand still. Don't move until I finish this battle. He didn't say earth stop. He said sun stop. You either believe what the Bible says or you don't. I just believe it. And then people say, oh, Joshua is just saying it in terms that he understood. Brother, it's either God's word or Joshua's word. You, you create more problems when you try to make the Bible fit science than you would just take it. Now, both, both the scientific model of evolution and the Bible model, they both have weaknesses or places or things that you cannot explain. Um... But I don't care. There, I am not going to believe any model that was born out of evolution. There's just no way. There's no way. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. 
And you're going to tell me this, the grass Tyson, you're going to tell me these atheists up there, they fear God, they don't fear God. They're propagating lies is what they're doing. And brother, we're paying for NASA too. $26 million a day, NASA. And all they're doing is sending us CGI photographs. That's all they're doing. It's a lot of money for pictures nowadays. Well, when I was in the third or fourth grade, I remember my first art teacher. He said, perspective and horizon is everything. You got to draw horizon, and then everything's got to meet back at the vanishing point. That's all that that is right there. Okay? Just like when you go down and you drive down a road, you see, you see the road as it gets back further. You see that um, the sides of the road, they get closer together, both vertically and horizontally, just like that right there. And by the way, the sun is not 93 million miles away. It cannot be measured, the scripture said. And if it's supposedly, what? 400 times bigger than earth then you would not have this kind of a sunset right here you would not have it at all okay notice if you will that here's a picture of the sunset or sunrise i don't know which one but notice near the sun it's brighter and as it gets further away on the horizon it is not as bright if the sun were 400 times the size uh, of the earth then the sun would fade evenly across the entire horizon. A child can understand that. But the problem is, we don't think for ourselves. We don't think critically. And I mean, if it's 93 million miles away, as they say, then it certainly wouldn't look like this at all. You can see that right there. Just look at that right there. All you got to do is look at that. And that's enough to convince anybody that the sun cannot be 93 million miles away. Number one, it is inside of the firmament. Number two, if you just go ahead and take those rays back there, and you know, you could form a triangle out of that right there, you could trace it back to its what, vortex or whatever point that would be on the triangle right there. And those rays say, if you were to talk, you know, somebody that, you know, like a Pythagorean theorem or whatever it is, they would say that puts the sun about 3,000 miles above the earth. You can see right there, if the earth were 93 million miles away and the earth was this big and the sun were this big right here, those rays would all be coming in parallel. All of them. These would be coming down parallel. And you've got to listen to some of these guys that try to explain that. Man, it's like, you guys are nuts, man. Okay. Now this is all just science supporting the word of God. But what we're hearing from NASA and what we're hearing from school teachers, what we're hearing from Christian school teachers and Christian school curriculum, what we're hearing is, oh, no, regardless of this right here, we still believe in that up there. Brother, I don't know. I can't overlook that stuff. I cannot overlook that stuff. And I don't say I've got all the answers. I don't need to know all the answers. I know where all the answers are in the Word of God. Now, I may not have all the answers. I may take a lifetime trying to understand what the Bible says and fitting it all together. But what NASA is telling us is a lie. It's all, it, it's all to support a broken down evolutionary theory. Anyway, I've got a few more things right here I want to show you. You can see, again, another picture. You can go on outside at any time and just look through the clouds, and you'll see these exact same rays. If it were the case, then you would see that it wouldn't work like, um, like, like it would down here. The rays would come in parallel. You can see another picture right there. Beautiful sunset right there. If you were to trace these rays back, you would get a point uh, or the source of light right there. It's, it's, pl it's plain as day. 
There's no way. There's no way. What they have done is they have said, well, the Bible can't be true. And then they've come up with another model. Okay? If you cannot see, well, this is what they're telling us. The sun is here and the earth travels around it. Right? That's what they tell us. Right? At breakneck speed. Right? If you cannot see that when you're over here on this side of the sun and you're looking that way, if you cannot see that when you're over here and you look at it like that way, if you can't see that you should be seeing two entirely different star systems, there's, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. Down the north, but north star right there, by the way, which has never moved, never moved, okay? Um, and uh, traveling around, but I don't know if anybody can help you. If you're going to be blind to that, your own website, I went there. There is no space travel, first of all, because there's no space, because everything is contained inside the firmament. Second, because Psalm chapter 115, verse number 16 says, The heavens, even the heavens, uh, the heaven, even the heavens are the Lord's, but the earth hath he given to the children of men. If you believe that that lunar lander, I mean, look at that right there. If you believe that, that looks like a child's paper mache, you know, classroom thing. If you, if you believe that, I mean, if you go ahead and just zoom in, I'm this is from NASA's website. If you just go ahead and zoom in and you believe that, <sighs> so, another thing, you know, you may not have listened, but I listened to all of their interviews, Neil Armstrong, Buzz, Buzz Lightyear, what's his name, Buzz Aldrin. And uh, when you were on the moon, what, does, what did it look like? What did all the stars look like? I don't remember seeing any stars. Huh? You remember that? Yeah. What? No, there's no stars out there. Do you all know why there's no stars out there? Because NASA knows they cannot recreate a star system from the moon. It, it's crazy. And then you believe that that was inside of it? That thing was inside of it. Not one time in over the 20 years of Hubble's history has it turned around and taken one single picture of the earth or of the moon. Not one. Not one. None. You want to know why? Because it would reveal the truth. Now follow me. Do you see something wrong with this picture right here? If the earth is 27% the size of the earth, if the moon is, that, then that earth on the horizon should be three times that size. Here's another picture right there. Do you see the problem? Do you see the problem? There's four pictures. 120,000 feet up. I'll give you one guess which one is NASA. The one with the fisheye lens. All 120,000 feet up. All of them. Okay. All taken from weather balloons. There it is right there. If you've ever been to uh, the ocean, you see the sun setting and then you see the reflection all the way across. I've been there. I used to live on the, on the coast. All the way across, just like that, all the way across the water. If it was curved, you wouldn't see that. You wouldn't get that reflection over the curve. It would not happen. It, it just would not happen. Now, here's something else. This is one of the first things I learned was nature abhors a vacuum, right? You have got to, if you're going to have a vacuum, it's got to be contained. Enter the firmament that contains the, the, the atmosphere, okay? Now, think about this. If nature abhors a vacuum, and according to science, they all say 
You know, everything is going toward equilibrium. How come our atmosphere isn't sucked out into space? Furthermore, according to their science, they tell us that they can measure the earth and it's 25,000 miles in circumference. Now follow me now. So they say that, therefore, the curvature of the earth, all you've got to do, this is science. All you've got to do is remember, eight inches per mile squared. And that's right here, this is what this is, Pythagorean theorem, based upon the radius, radius of the earth, figuring that all out, eight inches per mile squared. That means for every mile, it curves down eight inches per mile squared, okay? Because of the curve of the earth, you've squared. Now, listen to this. This is math. This is true science right here. That means in one mile, the earth has curved eight inches. That's what they say. Eight inches per mile square, if you know your math, two miles is 32 inches. 32, two miles is 32 inches. Two miles. If we go on, three miles is six feet. Three miles is six feet. According to their math, what they say, six feet. If you go four miles, 10 feet. Five miles, 16, 10 miles, 66 feet. I never used to believe any of this stuff, but I do now. This esoteric business, and that's exactly where the devil is. I believe it. There it is. Earth revolves around the sun at 666,600 miles an hour. The curvature of the earth right there is 6, uh, 0.666 feet. Earth is tilted at 66.6 um, uh, degrees right there. Man, there's just something fishy about that. In addition to that, uh, you've got the whole Apollo space program. I mean, all of them. Every, every rocket is named after some, some god or some demon. Every planet is some god or some demon. You know? It's, it's all demonic. I mean, it reeks with, with, with Satanism. The whole thing does. The whole thing does. Something else? This picture made it to the news. This is Michigan City right here. Lady is standing, or a guy actually took this picture, and he's standing and takes a picture of Chicago 60 miles away. And they can see it. And the news didn't know what to do with it, so they called it a mirage. But mirages are upside down. Mirages are upside down. You wouldn't see this thing at all. I mean, the highest of the, uh, the, highest of the buildings should be way below the curve. You shouldn't be able to see that at all. You shouldn't be able to see that at all. And something else they didn't say, but I want to say, from one side of Chicago to the other, where the big buildings are, it's about 15 miles. We were going to go back 15 miles. Well, just, just say it's 10 miles. That means, that means there's going to be a, a, a curve of 66 feet. That means those buildings should be, if they're going to be equal and parallel to the center of the earth, they should be facing like this. They should be, be facing like that. You, you, you follow what I'm saying? Now, here's what they'll say. Well, they figured it out years ago. No, they didn't. I believe what Moses believed. I believe what Isaiah believed. Isaiah said it was flat when he said the circle of the earth. Somebody will say, well, you know, that proves it right there. It's a sphere. No, circle is plain geometry. Circle is two dimension. Two dimension. He's saying it right there. He didn't say a ball. He said a circle. He didn't say a sphere. He said a circle. And, you know, maybe you've got family or friends on there. You say, you believe the Bible's the word of God? Oh, do you? Well, 
Well, God said the earth doesn't move. God said the sun moves, the earth does not move. God said the sun has a circuit. Do you believe that? Or do you believe that we're spinning at breakneck speed through the universe after the evolution model? You're going to find out. I guarantee you, you're going to find out that almost every single pastor, and I can't say because I haven't spoken for them all, but I'm going to tell you this. Most of them will tell you, nah, I don't believe the Bible. If push comes to shove, nope. But what makes Union Baptist unique? They don't care what NASA says. I don't care what history says. Amen. I don't care what the world says. I don't care what medical doctors say. I'm staying with the word of God. Amen. 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 